This is the Fight Talk Podcast. I'm Steven Jensen. I'm here with Kyle Peterson, who I know through YouTube. He is a massive figure collector. I've seen, I don't remember if it was Broski or if it was Myers. I remember somebody on Twitter calling you the Larry Bird of wrestling figure collecting, <laughs> um, which is just great because those of you who kind of follow the figure world, we got uh, Matt Cardona considers himself to be the Michael Jordan. And then there's a Scottie Pippen, uh, of course, with Brian Myers. And Kyle Peterson, this, this is a great guy. I love his channel. And thank you, Kyle, for joining the show. Uh, let the listeners know how you're doing today before we get into all this. Hey, I'm doing really good. Yeah, the Larry Bird. That was my childhood favorite growing up. Obviously, a big Celtics fan. So uh, it was great. I got deemed Larry Bird. I'm okay with that. Hell yeah, man. That's a that's a great um a great Larry, comparison, Larry right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Um, Kyle, all right, man. I got to just start off by asking... Because I do follow your channel, and I've heard you mention before that your dad collected. And is that kind of what sparked all this? Because I was introduced to you by, um, like, I do a lot of stuff with, like, MMA YouTube and and pro wrestling YouTube and stuff. And Mm -hmm. one day, I was randomly just um, recommended your walkthrough video where you went through your whole house. And it was, like, something, it was really something, like, I'd never seen before. I've watched a lot of videos where people go through their collections and yours was particularly impressive. I mean, the volume of things that you have in all these different rooms. What was it your dad's collecting that kind of sparked this for you? Or like, where where does this all kind of come from? Like the having that that figure itch so heavy that you yeah. got to scratch it like that. You know, I always say, so I was a kid of the 80s. I grew up in that magical 80s time of, you know, Thundercats, He-Man, Transformers, G.I. Joe, wrestling, just all the great licenses of today even, because you look at a toy aisle today, it's a lot of that same stuff is in the toy aisle. Um, But I grew up a child of the 80s, buying, collecting, obviously watching those cartoons and being hooked and immersed in all of it. Uh, That was what I lived for as a kid, basically all those things. And then, you know, baseball and sports and stuff like that, just like a lot of kids. But uh, I was a child of that. I really never grew out of it. I would say my dad helped take it to the next level because my dad was the one I remember vividly as a little kid being on my dad's shoulders. My dad's a giant. He's six foot eight, big guy. I remember being as a kid on his shoulders, um, going through figures, uh, G.I. Joe figures at Children's Palace was a a toy store back then. Going through figures and looking and my dad being, oh, well, we got to complete that list. We got to be a completionist, you know, Uh, and I still have that today where I can't just buy a couple here and there. I always complete the line. There's something in me. Um, But my dad helped with that. And then my dad. Uh, let's see, it would have been about 1988, 89, starting lineups. If you guys remember starting lineups, sport figures, uh, my dad was huge into that. We would go to conventions around the country and, and collect that kind of stuff. So he's collecting a lot of that. I'm collecting, you know, all the stuff I mentioned earlier. And we were going to stores all the time. The weekends were great. This is pre-internet, you know. Sure. So there was some magic to the figure game back then. And we would just, okay, here's where we're going. We're going to go to these 25 stores today on Saturday. And we're going to hit this card show. Um, so my dad really helped that along, uh, for sure. Oh man, those were the days. Like I'm a little bit younger. I think I'm 32. So I grew up mainly, you know, in the nineties and, but I was, I was in big with my dad was, um, a huge baseball card collector. So that's what kind of sparked my interest in collecting anything. And he was never into like the action figures and stuff, but, um, but we would go to card shows and that was my first experience of like you know, like bringing Beckett magazines along and like trying to figure out what's worth what and and what cards are out there. And then that evolved into buying like the, the whole um, 
well, I don't even yep. know what you call them anymore. The the big the big rectangles for the whole series all at yeah, one time, um, yep. and all that stuff. And it's one of those things where like I I like I'd like to be a completionist um, when I collect my figures, but it's just as as you know better than anybody. I mean, um, it's I expensive, don't <laughs> right? It's an expensive <laughs> it's an expensive hobby, and it's a. Uh, it's it's something where I guess my next question would be I have so much to ask you but like yeah. without getting too personal I I've also heard you talking about like you seem to know a lot about like the inventory side of things yeah. um is that what you do like professionally or at this point are you mainly because yeah. you have I mean it's one of those things where you see your collection as like someone from the outside looking in and it's like you clearly have you know thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars worth of things yeah. so it's like are you are you still like, what are you doing like outside of collecting to support this? Or is, is, has <laughs> yeah. it gotten to a point where that is supporting everything? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that'd be nice. Wouldn't it be awesome if like, you know, YouTube podcasts and all that could fund our total life. I don't know <laughs> if there's many people that could claim that fame. The Joe Rogans of the world obviously make a ton, but uh, yeah, I can't claim that. I do have a really good uh, day job. I mean, I've been uh, working since I was 14. I mean, it's, to, to have this lifestyle, I guess, if that's what we want to call it. I mean, I got a really good job. I am in the industry. I mean, I work for a grocery food company. Um, I'm an executive for a, a major food company that everybody eats every single day. Um, I've been working, like I said, since I was 14 in the food grocery industry. Uh, and, you know, it's it's been a lot of hard years. And I, you know, I work 60 to 70 uh, hours a week at my normal job and then all the YouTube stuff on top of that then I have you know a wife and two small children so uh, not a lot of sleep in my world I'm constantly hustling and I've always been that way um, but yeah I do I, I've dealt with Walmarts for with ma our, our major brands launching new items just knowing the inner workings of Walmart I was a, a target rep for a while um, via our company so I've dealt like firsthand with a lot of this stuff and I always say, you know, you could be selling bread, you could be selling hammers, you could be selling TVs. It's all the same thing kind of at the end of the day. And uh, a lot of the stuff applies back and forth with Walmart and their inventory systems and that. So I'm well aware of uh, how how the process works with Walmart and, and Target and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, yeah I, I definitely uh, do well. I mean, I've definitely hustled for a lot of years and this is about the one stress relief I get is my thing. <laughs> Very cool. That's good to know. That's really good to know. I yeah. I, I, I really thought it was helpful. Um, I guess it was probably a few weeks back. You did a video where you pretty much explained. You said you didn't know 100%, but that it was yeah. most likely that you explained the reasoning for all the Chase Cody's all going to one spot. Yeah. And and I was like, oh, thank you for somebody explaining this. Because, like, I was hearing things like that. And everything I was seeing online was like, we found we found another one in North Carolina. Found another one in North Carolina. North yeah. Carolina. And I'm like, what the hell? I'm over here, like, I've got, you know, all a Series 1, all a Series yep. 2, the Blood Brothers 2-pack. I got the the Omega with the the ring, the, the, the little bubble. bit of the bubbly here. You know, and, and all I'm looking for now is those chases. And they're yep. all going to one spot. And you were able to explain that. So thank you for that. Yeah, that I mean, that's just a lot of people don't know that stuff. And that's kind of where my real world really helps out with some of that stuff. And I'm glad I can help people kind of understand it. Uh, but it uh, is so frustrating for us collectors. I mean, people like me uh, and you, obviously, uh, it's just frustrating. And, and that happens all the time. But it 
you know, normally it's not that big a deal. If it's a case of He-Man toys, well, that same case goes everywhere, whatever, no big deal. But when you're dealing with chases and Jazzwares, you know, sticking all those chase cases on one pallet, that was the start of the mistake. And Walmart, you know, as, as much people think, you know, Walmart, oh, it's a toy, it's an action figure, it's a collectible. They don't view a chase Cody Rhodes. They view that the same as a, a bottle of shampoo or toothbrushes. I mean, it's just inventory to them. Um, so they don't care. They don't have a skin in the game. They just want to get it out to the stores. But, yeah, that's disappointing for our collectors. I mean, who knows how many went to the Carolinas. Uh, it really cuts down the opportunities for other people like you and I to find those chases. Yes, 100%. And uh, and how are we going to get our hands on that UK Cody? I just saw that surfacing. I didn't even know that was out until like a week oh, or two man. ago. I, I'm lucky. I got, I got some connections all over the world from my years in the figure game. So I got <laughs> I got people all over uh, looking out for me. There you go. Good deal. I gotta, I gotta get me some more of those. It's, yeah. it's, it's funny because, um, you know, I haven't really done much this year because of the pandemic and, yep. you know, I've been pretty much quarantined for a lot of the time, but the only time I've really been getting out was, uh, when these AEW figures have been releasing, uh, to go to Walmart, see if they're there, uh, try to come across a chase. And my Walmart, unfortunately, hasn't had like anything this whole time. But, um, yeah. one, one upside though, is I was standing in, a. I'm standing there, like, looking at the empty pegs one day, just, just like, and you know that feeling, you know that feeling, <laughs> oh, where yeah. you're like, oh, how many, uh, you can look at the same spot, walk away for a while, you go back, the, maybe you miss something, and, yep. <laughs> and I'm just standing there, staring at these empty pegs, and there's this dude around my age, standing right next to me, and he just turned to me, and he was like, hey, you a major mark? <laughs> and, I, and I was like, yeah, man, I watched, I watched the YouTube series, like, that's, that's really a big thing that got me back into collecting. Like I, yeah. I was in, I was into it as a kid. Uh, sold a lot of my stuff when I was younger because I felt like that was what you were supposed to do when you grew up. And then, oh boy, I could write uh, a book on that. Uh, I could only imagine the, <laughs> the things. Um, but uh, you know, that's what really sparked it for me was like getting back into that YouTube series and um, and kind of like recollecting some of the stuff I used to have, and then that started spawning into like well, this new stuff's pretty cool. And then the next thing I know, I'm trying to complete different sets and stuff. And it's a slippery slope. Dude, it really is. As a matter of fact, I just I saw um, a few months back, uh, you sold your entire uh, Just Toys Benham collection, correct? I did. That is correct. So that's one of the uh, that's one of the few things I'm trying to complete because I'm like a few away. But the uh -oh. ones that the ones that I'm missing are you know the like eight hundred dollar Rikishi and like Taz. the. Yes, exactly. Like I've got all the ones basically that don't cost hundreds of dollars, and yeah. I haven't I haven't pulled the trigger on those because the prices fluctuate so much, and and it's like you're kind of just waiting for basically I'm just waiting for the right person to come along who's like, hey man, I know you're a collector. I got the rakish. She'll give it to you for a hundred bucks or whatever. You know what I'm just like wait, <laughs> waiting for that day to maybe happen. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'm <laughs> that one, but yeah, I don't, I don't. You know, <laughs> The funny thing about those abendums, like that Rikishi, I mean, those were at like Dollar General for a dollar being clearanced out back in the day. And the funny yes. thing is, I guarantee you today, if you go out in the middle of, you know, Iowa where I'm at or, or Georgia or, or somewhere, a flea market out in the middle of Minneapolis or Minnesota, I guarantee you there's one sitting there for five bucks somewhere in the United States. I guarantee it. I, I bet you you're right because I remember back in the day when I started the Benham collection, it's the same kind of thing. I bought I bought a handful of them when I was younger, sold them or gave them away to what, whatever I did when I went off to college, and yep. then and then uh, uh and then I started uh, recollecting the ones that I had, which then spawned into like 
oh man, I remember this one that I didn't have that I always wanted. So I'm going to get that. Then the next thing you know, you're like 60 in. And, um, but I used to buy them from big lots back in the day. Yeah. Um, for, for nothing. And and now some of those figures are so damn expensive. Um, another question I had for you just before I forget to ask, you mentioned your kids a minute ago. What's it like for them to live in this, like, this, like, I don't even know what it, this museum <laughs> of action figures like. Do I'm I'm assuming they have like their toys that they play with. But is it is it often yeah. where they're like they're trying to get into your details because like you got better stuff behind you know being displayed. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know it's really funny. So I have two girls, you know, nine and five. So obviously they're not as attracted to my stuff as maybe as a young boy would probably be. Um, but they did collect and they do buy some of that stuff. Um, all along i've been very fortunate they have never got into my stuff they've never damaged anything you know i have three dogs as well Uh, my buddy lemmy is my kind of go-to dog he comes on the channel every once in a while i've never had a dog in all my years that have chewed up a toy or anything i've just been very lucky in that uh, aspect that's for sure but as far as the kids i always kind of i guess now that you say that and you always hear about like a movie star let's say like arnold schwarzenegger or something not that I'm really comparing myself to them, but I think this kind of works in the same analogy. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger kid. Well, what's what's it like having Arnold as a dad? Well, that's all I've ever known. That's just he's my dad. And I think my kids have never known a life without all these action figures and stuff. So they really don't know any different. But when their friends come over and they're like, holy cow, look at all this. That's <laughs> when they kind of think that, oh, my gosh, this is a little different than everybody else. Maybe <laughs> kind of the best analogy I could have, I guess. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. Um, has has this because I've seen your house tour? It does. Has this has it pretty much overtaken your entire living space, or do you still have like some areas of your house which is which are like just for the family, like without oh, yeah. anything? Okay. So I, uh, I we got this house. Gosh, how long have I been here? Maybe eight or nine years ago. This was kind of my. Uh, I had a starter house, and then you know as you get promoted you get more money you buy a bigger house and i've always had a goal of building my own toy figure room museum whatever you want to call it and we got this house and the basement was not complete yet and i said well i'm taking this whole basement i am going to design it around my collection um so you know i put secret doors in Uh, there's just all kinds of fun stuff down there um so i built around there and i got plenty of room still down there it's a very big room Uh, You wouldn't know I have a huge collection or anything if you walked into my house. My wife controls all the living room, the formal (laughs) living rooms, the dining rooms, the bedrooms, the bathrooms. I mean, she controls all that stuff. But if you go into the basement, it definitely slaps you in the face. Um, I do have a home office that's really nice, too. And I've uh, now with COVID and everything, I don't go to the regular office. I have to work from home. Um, So I've turned my home office into basically my Marvel Legends kind of uh, superhero collector's room. So uh, I'm actually working on an updated collector's tour. I've been working all this time in COVID to redesign my collection a little bit and get things how I wanted it. Uh, you know, you'll watch my new video. Sometimes first of the year is my goal to get that out. But uh, it's going to be a totally different video than uh, it's my last one. It's like, holy cow, look at how much has changed in one year, just as far as displays and obviously buying more figures for a year. Uh, it's going to be, if you watch the last one, this new one will be really good because it'll be almost totally different. Oh man, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was especially cool when, because like as I was watching, I watched the the full video and I, I remember like, because I'm, I'm just pretty much uh, collect wrestling stuff, yep. but 
Um, I, I do have, like you mentioned, the starting lineups. I still have like some starting lineups here in my office and stuff. Um, yep. And, I, you know, I still I still enjoy those um, every now and then. But I remember watching your video and being like, man, you got so much stuff. But like, there's no way the wrestling can top all this. Like, he's got everything like there's no. And then I'm like, I know it said like he was a wrestling collector or whatever. But like and then you get to your basement. and I'm like, holy shit. Like, this <laughs> yeah. is insane. And then you get you go through like like a secret door like you were mentioning and then there's this whole other room that had you know stuff yeah. i mean just and, and i guess i guess another question that i'd have is what what determines for you whether or not you let these figures breathe like i i, I i'd yeah. assume you buy a lot of doubles um to have both but yeah. um is, is that i guess just i guess yeah. to answer that question however best you can like because i know yeah. i know you're a loose collector but i do see a lot of things in the box still yeah so if I had to, if I could, I would be 100% mint in the box on everything I collect. Uh, I've always been that way. And, you know, being a kid of the 80, late 80s, 90s, when everything was about mint condition, you know, that, that was kind of like the 90s, I always say, was a lot of mint on card stuff. Everybody mint on card, the new Spawn figures, get those mint on card. Uh, and then we found out those were basically all worthless. Um, but I would collect mint on card if I could. So. I have that secret room and that goes into the Jack's classic superstars room. And that's right. all mint on card. Uh, and I love that. That's my favorite line of all time. I love the package uniformity. You know, I do a weekly video about Jack's classic superstars. I'm definitely one of the biggest fanboys ever for that. So those are all mint on card. And I started off Mattel, you know, Jack's lost the license. Mattel took over. I started out mint on card. And then I started realizing this is snowballing. This is, they're not messing around <laughs> with the series. I said, you know, I'm never going to have room. If I had everything in my collection mint on card, I mean, I don't know what I would do. Um, and I've put a rule with myself in the last, I don't know, three years or so. If I can't display it, I don't need it. So that's kind of the rule I live by. That's about the only rule. I make a ton of rules and I break them all the time. <laughs> but uh, that's my rule. I would love to be mint on card, but it's just not possible when you're dealing with that volume of product. There's still stuff I do buy mint on card, though. Like uh, all Ultimate Warriors, I, I have a rule where I need four of every Ultimate Warrior figure that comes out. Uh, wow. I need, one mint on, I need one mint on card. I need a loose one. I need one for my home office. Uh, I need work office. Um, but there's a few things I do buy mint on card still, but the vast majority is all uh, opened up nowadays. Man, speaking of Ultimate Warrior, um, I was there live in New Orleans when he gave that final speech uh, oh, after wow. WrestleMania. Um, and I don't have that figure yet, but I saw it recently came out that like portrays that yeah. in his suit. Um, what were your thoughts? I, I know you've done a video on it, but just for the listeners here, being a big Ultimate Warrior fan and collector, what were your thoughts on that figure coming out? Oh, man. I, you know, I'm going to do a top 10 figure of the year list. And as we speak right now, I don't know how that couldn't be number one for me. Obviously, I'm biased. I grew up in the height of Ultimate Warrior mania. You know, uh, he was just coming out when I was, you know, coming of age of watching wrestling and stuff. And a lot of people liked Hulk Hogan at the time, but Ultimate Warrior was my guy. I lived and breathed Ultimate Warrior. Um, I met him as a small kid at a, a show in Des Moines, Iowa, where I'm from, just briefly in the bathroom of all places. And he was super cool to me, where, you know, I was probably just some dorky little kid. Super cool. I still remember that. I've just been a fan forever of the Ultimate Warrior. And that thing came out. And, you know, his final speech, I mean, you were there. You got to see all that stuff. I mean, that was just so surreal. Um, and then the the magnitude of that final speech and then him literally dying hours later. I mean, it's just crazy. I, I still can't wrap my head around it all these years later. 
Um, and then to have that figure in that form, I mean, it's just an amazing figure. It's just, I don't know. Words can't express how amazing it is. Yes. And for those listening, I apologize if you hear a little bit of rain. Um, it just started storming where I'm at, but I think I think it should be drowned out pretty well. So just anyone listening, just try to drown that out if you, if you hear it at all. But I, w- one thing about that figure that I was so happy about, Kyle, was I, I had a buddy who, who got it, and we got it like day one or whatever, and he sent me... I have a couple buddies that, you know, we're all into it, and we send each other pictures when we get new stuff, and and he sent me that warrior and I was like, bro, like if you're going to let that breathe, please let me see what it looks like with the mask on because that's how I want to display yeah. it. I want to see him with the mask yeah. on with the suit, like the whole deal. And it looked really good. I was like, this is awesome. Like the mask fits like, cause as you know, yep. every now and then like, like the sunglasses on people will look too uh, big or not fit yeah. or the hats looks weird. Um, and man, I was so happy when, when he slid that mask on, I was like, Oh, this looks, this is perfect. I got to get this. Yeah, it's amazing. Just totally amazing. Yes. Um, there was another question I had for you that is. Uh, oh yeah, now I remember. So <laughs> with uh, with uh, you you mentioned just a minute ago, it's it's obviously it's difficult to collect um, and keep everything mint on card and and keep a collection going. Um, right now, the only things that I have not let breathe, other than I got a couple things that are signed that obviously I keep in the box for those reasons. Yeah. But um, the only things I haven't um, opened that are currently sitting in my office being displayed, but they're also taking up the most space of anything because they're in the box are the series two of the AEW Jazzwares, And yeah. I haven't let those breathe yet because as you know, the prices have just oh. been in. I mean, it's one of those things where like, I'm such a big fan that uh-huh. I, I'm not going to sell, but the, the, you know what I, you know what it's like, it's like, Oh my God, how can you pass up a $700, you know, offer if it comes around? I know. You're exactly right. It's funny. Uh, I'm waiting for those. They were supposed to be here today via FedEx. I don't know if it's going to happen. There's FedEx is having issues lately. Um, but I, my plan was to unbox those next week. But I was thinking those exact same thoughts. It's like, gosh, you know what I could do? I could just immediately flip these and rebuy these a month later, and that could fund some other purchases, figure purchases or whatever. Um, but I'm just kind of like you. I don't want to do that. I want them for my own collection. I want to open them. I'm excited to. But boy, it is tough when there's a figure that's worth that much money <laughs> currently, and you got to open it up. I mean, gosh, it's just crazy. But it's crazy. It, that's the world we live in now. It, it really is. And and you obviously being like an expert and all in like this whole field and world, like with with something like this, it's like like I, I think. So how do I word this with with these figures with these uh, with these AEW figures that have just skyrocketed in value immediately? Yeah. Do you think a lot of that has to do with people? I'm not. We don't need to like talk trash about anyone or yeah. anything, but like, but obviously there's been distribution issues with Jazzwares. Jeremy Pedowers talked about it. Like it's it's a, it's not like a, we're not talking out yeah. of school or, or anything, right? So do you think that's where a lot of this comes from? Is people kind of worrying like? Hey, if I don't get these now, they might never hit shelves, and like these this might be the only of, ones. It, another analogy: This is panic buying one hundred and one. Is what this is. It's no different than when COVID started and everybody bought up all the toilet paper. It's a very similar to that. I do think you mix in a little bit of more demand than supply, but I think there is some people hoarding these things. I guess you would say, uh, but they have had tons of distribution issues and and. Um, factory issues and stuff like that which they've been open and talking about 
Um, I, I don't know how that line's going to end up going. It's going to be really interesting. Just like I said, putting my everyday hat back on with Walmart. I guarantee you Walmart is not happy with 99% of their stores, empty pegs for six months now. Is that what it's been probably? Uh, yeah, something like that. Well, yeah, I mean, because as far as like, these things were supposed to come out in like May or something originally, like the first yeah. series, and it's all been backed up. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I can tell you Walmart can't be happy, and they're a Walmart exclusive item. So what's good? Of, what's the good of a Walmart exclusive item if you can't even find it at 99% of the Walmarts? Um, but it, you know, it's the power of jazz wares, I guess, you know, I'm they they are a company, not like a Hasbro and a Mattel that everybody knows and can roll off their, the tip of their tongue. Uh, but jazz wares does have some things. I mean, they have, I think, uh, what else do they have? They have like Fortnite figures. They got a lot of stuff that you don't know is jazz wares. Um, they just came so out with the UFC, some, UFC yeah, license. UFC, Yep, and like Blippy, it's some little kid show. I mean, they got a lot of good license that maybe a lot of people our age and older are not aware of. Um, so they probably do have some power in that toy aisle, not as much as a Mattel or a Hasbro, that's for sure. Um, but I bet you they're saying, hey, stick with us with uh, the AEW figures if you still want a good cost on those Fortnite figures and stuff. There's, there's always that game of back and forth. But I can't imagine Walmart being happy with the way things are going right now. Uh, even though I'm sure people are saying they are and stuff, I just can't. This, in my experiences, there's no way. Yeah, I, I could see that. And then the other thing that you get worried about from like from my end is I feel like if enough people walk into a Walmart and ask an employee, like, where are these things? Eventually, like, they're going to start looking out for them themselves and be like, uh-huh. there's a there's a one of 500 sitting here in this box, like, Maybe yeah. all, but you know what I mean? Like, for sure. I don't know, you know, and do you think that kind of stuff, I mean, you're saying for sure, like, do you think that stuff actually does happen? Oh yeah. I, you know, you know, not in my area. I don't foresee, I don't see a lot of that. Every once in a while you see some of that stores buying stuff, but I know uh, Walmart and targets, people can lose their job if they don't put it on the uh, store shelves first. It's gotta be there like a full day before they can buy it. I think is the rule. Yeah. Um, whether or not, you know, rules are made to be broken sometimes. So I'm sure that gets broken from time to time. Um, but I, I totally can see that, you know, people aren't stupid. You know, if you're a Walmart, you know, hourly guy and you're making $10 an hour and you can see a way to make out, make more money. Like I am sure there's collectors that go to the Walmart employee and say, Hey, I'll slip you 50 bucks. If you can find this, this for me, give me me first call. I'm sure some of that stuff goes on. Uh, probably more like in the big cities where there's more opportunity for that, more Walmart, stuff like that. Yes, I'm in Atlanta, Georgia, and that's the exact yeah. case for me. And and it's funny because I've th- I've had those exact thoughts where I've, I've talked to the same guy enough times at Walmart asking for these things where it's really crossed my mind to be like, bro, I'll give you 50 bucks to just yeah. call me when it shows up. But then, it, but then it's like, why would he call me for 50 bucks when he could sell the thing for a few hundred himself, you know? You're exactly right. Um. Yeah, man. So as far as, um, well, I guess one more thing I do want to mention about Jazzwares. Have you been collecting any of the new UFC figures that have come out or are you, I know you collected, I saw you opening all the, all the, I don't remember the line, but you have the whole set with like the Boss Rutan and the Chuck Liddell and all that. The old Jack's Legends, uh, the old Jack's Legends UFC line. Um, gotcha. Yeah. So, you know, I'm a big UFC guy. I remember getting UFC one on the pay-per-view back in the day. I, I lived and breathed MMA for a lot of years, uh, you know, in college for first, I don't know, for a couple of years, I trained MMA. Uh, I was in the gym three days a week training MMA. I, 
I uh, loved it. I wish the figures were even earlier that Jax got us. But I did skip on the first UFC line uh, just because they immediately said when they came out, this isn't the way they're going to look. This is kind of an anomaly set. After that, they're going to be better. Um, So I skipped that one. I'm going to wait and see. Uh, My heart for MMA is back to the legends uh, day. The Boss Rutens, Don Fry, Ken Shamrock, Gracie. I mean, the old days. And I like MMA still, but it's, you know, this is a whole other topic. We could probably talk an hour on. It got watered down for me in the last, you know, five years when I liked it when there was like one or two shows a month instead of basically a show every single weekend. Uh, and sure. then we got so many more people and so many more fighters. It was just harder to keep track of. It's kind of like that thing, you know, your band you love gets bigger, your sport you love gets bigger. It, you know, it's just one of those things. But I will be keeping a close eye. Uh, I know I messaged uh, Jeremy from Jazzwares one time, and he said something like 100% there's going to be legends in that UFC line. So I will definitely be buying the legends, and I'm sure some other guys that catch my eye I'll pick up as well. Yeah, it's funny because I'm in the same boat as you as far as those Jazzware figures. Like, because the first series wasn't to scale, right? It was, they were kind yeah. of like, yeah, they all kind of looked the same, same. Oh. It looked like, yeah, and I was, I was disappointed. I, I am looking forward to seeing what they do going forward, though, because I'd like to collect them, but um, I have to kind of have a reason to, because it's, it's going to be that, too. Like, if I get one of those, I'm going to wind up trying to complete the whole set. So, like, I got to <laughs> make I got to make sure. Yeah. Then there was also, um, I really like the old UFC. Uh, you'll you'll probably know. They they look more like, they're a bit larger, and they almost look rubber, um, and they got, like, poses. God damn, I can't remember the name of the hmm. of the line. Um, uh, something of, uh, oh my gosh, it was like, uh, I wish it could come, uh, I wish I could remember the name. Uh, they weren't like statues, were they? Were they actually figures? They're kind of like statues. Like they, they, their shoulders move. Like you can move their arms, but that's pretty yeah. much it. Um, yeah, and they had a bigger head, kind of. Yes. Um, See, I had, I had a few of those. What were those called? Uh, I remember Kmart had tons of those back in the day. Yes, I'm actually looking right now to see if I can find them. Um, I have um, a Vanderlei Silva that sits on my desk, but I can't remember what it was called. Round five. Those were. Oh, there, there you go. Yes. There you go. There you go. I like those because that's a lot of those. A lot of those, le- a lot of those people have become legends since, like, because it's got like yeah. Tito and and Hoist yeah. Gracie and and all of them. So I don't know if you're into those, but yeah, I always want to get. There's a Boss Root, and I think was an exclusive. I really want to get that one. It's kind of on my long game list. I'll get that one of those days. Yes. Have you ever had a chance to uh, to speak with or meet Boss Root? I know you're a big fan of his. I have not. I mean, if I, I think if you could say. Kyle, if you can meet anybody that's living right now, Boss Rutan probably would be at the top of my list, <laughs> which is weird. Okay. Most people don't know Boss Rutan, but, uh, you know, for me, the old craze tapes from Japan on VHS back in the day, uh, and I absolutely love Craze. I thought it was because I love pro wrestling. It was basically pro wrestling rules, yes. but it was real, and I absolutely loved it. And he was the king of Craze. Then he came over to the UFC. I mean, I was bleeding UFC at the time. I mean... He stole my heart and never let go. <laughs> El Guapo, man. That guy's yeah. awesome. I uh and just so you know, Kyle, I uh, you know, for taking the time and doing the show with me today, um, I actually know Boss a little bit. I've interviewed him on my show before and right. um and I'm gonna shoot him a message and be like, Hey, if this guy Kyle was on the show, he's a big fan of yours and maybe he'll uh take a look at your Twitter or YouTube or something. But I'll I'll tell him I'll tell him there's I'll tell him there's a big fan uh that yeah. I talked to today. So 
Um, yeah, awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I love Boss. I've been a fan forever. You know, announcing, I wish he would have wrestled more. He wrestled in New Japan for a little bit. I wish he would have went that direction. That would have been awesome. Yeah, for sure. And he's a guy who, as you know, he he retired basically on top still. So that was yeah. that was cool to see. He never had like that downfall. And I yeah. think one of the best things you can do in pro wrestling and MMA is leave the people wanting more when you go out versus the, yeah. you know, the other way around that we see so often. So I thought it was really cool when I watched you uh, unbo- or, uh, talking about those UFC figures, how much you were, how much of a Boss Rutten fan you are, because that's, it's a name that obviously like, the hardcore longtime fans were very familiar with, but um, I thought that was really cool because you probably have a, a really yeah. mixed bag audience of of, of collectors and yeah. younger kids and older people, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It's a, it's an interesting mix, and a lot of people have no idea who Boss Rutten is, which is just <laughs> crazy to me because he's like Ultimate Warrior. You should know him, but yes. I know how it goes, too. Yes. Um, outside of, like, the Jazzware stuff right now, what would you say is – uh, I guess kind of like a current line that you're you're really really into right now. Um, outside of like just wanting to collect everything, um, like some something maybe like the like the WWE elites or Ultimates or something like that. Like what what it, what in the wrestling world right now that is like a current product that is um, still coming out with new things that you'd say you're probably the most into right now. Yeah, I mean it's obviously probably the Mattel Elite. That's the one most people know about. That's the most widely available figures right now. Uh, and they come out with pretty good figures. They've had some quality issues, but a lot of companies have in the last year with uh, COVID. But the Elite Series are always exciting. You know, they have new legends. Obviously, being a little bit older, I love it when we get the throwback guys. Uh, I just unboxed Elite 82, and they have a Jerry King Lawler from the 90s. Uh, just a cool throwback figure. Um, so I always look forward to the Elites. I'm a completist with those, which is definitely a, a curse. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if there's anybody else in the in the world that has a complete elite collection i mean every elite ever of all the subseries everything i mean i'm so far into it i could never stop now <laughs> but uh <laughs> so i really look forward to those but then there's a lot of new companies that are coming out you know super seven's coming out with new japan figures the major brother figures uh, the andre the giant figures and then you got boss fight studios with lucha libre figures so there's some other companies coming to the table and just like jazz wearers and aew uh, and it's making everybody get better. I mean, that's the hope. I mean, that's the hope in anything. If we're talking food business, if there's, you know, competition makes everybody be better and more on top of their game. So I think we're really getting to a golden age or a new golden age in wrestling figure collecting. Uh, 2021, 2022 should be things to the next level. Hopefully all of our wallets can take it. That's going to be the key. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We <laughs> can choose. But there's a lot of good stuff coming out. Um, so I'm really excited about all of it. Uh, really i'm glad you brought up super seven because all that stuff looks incredible but i i I know that they've been pushing back and pushing back and pushing back so i know there's a lot of people uh, myself included to be honest where like until i see these things yeah like it's it's hard for me to i think if i heard you say that pretty much the same thing on your youtube channel we were like you're not really into the idea of of pre-ordering something for like a hundred bucks and then not knowing when it's going to show up, you know? Yeah, that is in, I love super seven. I love these smaller companies that aren't Mattel Hasbro, Mattel and Hasbro, they got, you know, arms and factories and, and they're every day super seven. That's so, I don't know if niche is the right word, but it is somewhat niche. It's a niche industry. 
And their business model, they don't have the capital to sit on stuff like a Hasbro and Mattel does. So they got to say, here's, we're coming out with these figures and they're going to be out in a year. My only complaint with them is every time they say it's a year, it never happens. It's a year and a half or it's two years or it's a year and three months. Just tell us a year and a half and then surprise us. Hey, it's here in a year. You're getting it early. That's my biggest complaint with them. But I am not a fan. I've been burned too many times. Uh, Thundercat Series 1 from Super 7. Uh, that was kind of my final straw. I said, I'm not ponying up you know, $200 and then letting them sit on my money for a year and a half. And, and then it ships. So from now on, I mean, I've been going to online retailers, your big bad toy stores of the world. You can pre-order them just the same, but you don't, you don't pay till they ship. And you can cancel at any time. Uh, that's kind of what I encourage everybody to do. I think uh, you don't want, you know, if anybody's going to sit on your money, put it in your 401k for a year and a half or put it in your savings account. <laughs> Let you at least collect the interest, you know? Yes, and that's financial advice from a serial figure collecting by a collector, by the way. So, um, yes, yes, I, I, uh, I couldn't agree more. Um, outside of wrestling uh, collecting, one thing that's caught my eye lately that I know you're a big fan of, and it's it's one of those things, man. I've like push it back, push it back, but at yeah. some point, like I'll probably take the plunge. I think those NECA Ninja Turtles look so cool, man. Oh yeah, they are really game changers. You know, I I was. Oh, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And then I saw them the first series in the store and I said, I got to do it here. <laughs> here we go again. Um, but they are, I mean, they are just awesome. I mean, you know, NECA, it's not quite toy. You got to be a little, they're a little uh, fragile. You got to be a little careful with them, but I mean, they are just, if you were a fan of that cartoon, uh, there's no way you're not going to be uh, jaw dropped by those things. They are just totally amazing. Yes. Is it NECA as well? That does the, uh, like the movie style, they came out yep. with the Bebop and Rocksteady, or not, uh, Tokon Razor. Everyone always, yeah. I still call them Bebop and Rocksteady. Everybody, <laughs> it's like anyone who grew up with the Ninja Turtles cartoon, that was so confusing yeah. when we all saw that movie. Yeah, um, you agree, I agree. <laughs> um, like the Casey Jones looks so cool. Like it's, man, it's, uh, it's really cool. The stuff that's coming out. It's another slippery slope. That is for sure. Yes. The only Ninja Turtle, uh, that I currently own is, uh, last year for my birthday, my brother was trying to find me something that he figured that I'd like to put in my office with all these figs. And he, uh, he knew I was big into Ninja Turtles back in the day. And he had no idea that uh, WWE had come out with like those Ninja Turtles WWE crossover figures. Yeah. Yep, and uh, yeah, they're really cool. I, I my yeah. brother bought me a, a signed sting, which is looking great now that he's uh, come up to AEW, or debuted in AEW yeah. and everything. Everyone's talking about sting again. And I've got this, Sign Sting's uh, Sting Turtle figure, which I just think is such a just such a cool um, concept that that crossover they did. A hundred percent, I love it. Mm. What uh, what would you consider right now to be kind of your grails, like stuff that you haven't uh, gotten your hands on that you you wanted to, or at this point do you kind of yeah. figure a way to getting everything you're looking for? You know, I'm almost to the point where I'm only going to be buying new stuff for the most part. I'm uh, I've bought uh, LJN. If you remember the old school rubber yeah. LJN figures, sure. Uh, I have I have a video on my channel where I had those as a kid, and and I could write a book on. I was about 18 years old, and I sold all my action figures on eBay. Uh, you know, I was kind of hey, I'm old, I'm going to college, all this. I ended up buying a Grand Cherokee with all my figures I sold. Wow, I <laughs> <laughs> sold, but but. I regretted that immediately when I sold those LJNs. I always said, one day I'm going to get those again. One day I'm going to get those again. 
And long story short, there was a guy a couple hours away and said he had them all at his store. I went there and he said, you know, they're like 15 bucks each. I'm like, holy cow. I went there. He didn't have any of them. He was just trying to get business in the door to hopefully you buy something else. And that, uh. that made me go nuts. That's, that's it. I'm completing this. I completed a total, uh, a complete LJN set in like six weeks or something like that, which was just maddening and absolutely insane. Oh um, my so gosh. That was the last hardcore grail I had. Uh, you know, I just got a piece Oh, a week or two weeks ago, I got the one of 100 uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper Deluxe Jacks Classic Superstar. Nice. Um, and that's a, and I, I don't really like those really limited ones that are really expensive like that, just because I, I, I get it. Some people like that, but I kind of like the stuff that everybody can get. It's not, I don't, I've never done it for like value and say, oh, I'm sitting, you know, on a gold mine. If I want to sit on a gold mine, I'm going to put it towards my 401k or something like that. You know, if I'm really trying to make money, I'm not going to sit on a toy for 20 years uh but that being said obviously when i do sell i'm sure i will get some money for my figures but uh i had to pick up that piper just because it's a figure that'll never be made again that was that was one i was kind of looking at for a long time uh, for those that don't know you know that was when he dressed in blackface uh, right <laughs> against yeah. bad news brown so you're <laughs> never going to see that figure ever made again so that was kind of a little bit of a grail for me uh, that i just recently picked up besides that nothing really uh that that's amazing that sticks out. I pretty much got all the really hard stuff I really got to get. Uh, How? It's funny. It's like one of the grail figures I need right now is like probably $15. I just can't find it. What, what is that? What did you, that you're looking for? Like, there's a few things out there. I'm, I'm working on a complete Jack's Ruthless Aggression style uh, figure line. I mean, there was a Booker T that, you know, it probably goes for about 15 bucks. It just doesn't come up very often. Um, there's, so there's some of that kind of stuff. But I guess my biggest grail right now, there's a one of 3,000. Uh, Mick Foley boxed exclusive from Jax. It goes anywhere from sixty-five to hundred bucks. So not when you think of Grail, you're thinking really pricey. Uh, I guess I'm a little different there. Gotcha. What, what would you say is probably your most um, uh, valuable figure that you own is in like the wrestling space? Yeah, I mean it probably is that Piper. That thing has really skyrocketed uh, in the last few years. That uh, uh, one of one hundred. Um, sentimentally one that's worth a lot that i have is uh, terry funk and the ultimate warrior probably my two favorite wrestlers of all time and i have the one of 100 terry funk bloody figure exclusive where he's you know kind of like the aew two-pack he's, he's got blood all over his shirt and his face and everything like that that was always a figure i always wanted and i got that in the last year and a half or so um but probably that piper is probably worth the most just off the top of my head Cool. Yeah, I know both those figures. Well, I don't own either, but I've I've seen plenty of videos with that Piper and uh, that Terry Funk is badass. That's a great yeah, figure. It is. Um, and just another question, just quickly about the LJNs, because it's that's something I never got into because it was just yeah. a little bit past. Yeah. Like you know, although my favorite wrestler of all time is Chris Jericho and and Randy Savage is who got me like into similar to you, where like everyone was yeah. into Hulk Hogan, I was into Randy Savage. That was like my yeah. guy. Um, it's funny when everyone looks back kind of like that, where I think most people will credit like Hulk Hogan for kind of getting, getting their foot in the door, like, cause he was like the biggest star of all of them. Like, and, and you saw him in like commercials and movies and stuff. Yeah. But then when he started wrestling, you'd be like, oh man, like this guy who never seems to beat Hogan seems better than Hogan. What's going on here? And, yep. and um, 
So I, I do eventually want to get some of those LJNs. Like, I'd like to get the Randy Savage. I see that in everyone's collection. Yeah. Um, the Ultimate War would be cool. Um, how many how many LJNs are there to complete that set? It's not as bad as you think. I'm trying to think what it was. It was like 60, maybe? And that's there's some variants in there that you really don't have to have. Like, uh, you know, there's a Brian Blair with striped trunks or regular yellow trunks. But... It's not as bad as uh, I remembered. I remembered it being like a lot more figures, I felt like. But maybe that's just all relative to Mattel, who has like over a thousand elites now, or Jax that have well over a thousand figures. Um, the LJN run wasn't really as long as it seems. I think it's just the way it went and the fondness. But yeah, I think it's like, I don't know, 60? I mean, it's right in that wheelhouse, I think. Not not terrible. Gotcha. Yeah, I've, I've assumed it was a lot more than that, so... That's interesting to know. And that's yeah. a little scary too, because it feels like that's attainable. <laughs> so and I'm like, it now I know. You know. Yeah, it's just they've <laughs> skyrocketed in price uh, lately. And and the hard part is the majority of those were used as true toys. So there's not a lot of mint examples out there. You really got to hunt for some of the mint ones. True. Good point. Um, it kind of along the same lines. Did you ever get into the AWA Remco figures at all? So kind of like how you are with LJNs, I'm like that with the AWA Remcos. They were maybe a year or two. I think they started a year or two before the LJNs. And I think I got into LJNs about the second series. Um, but it was different back then because they kept releasing that first series for years, you know. So they were easy to find. But I never, I remember seeing them. And I remember I had Ric Flair was the only one I had. And I remember using him with my He-Man because those figures were like He-Man looking. Um, so yeah. I never did get those. That, that was just a couple of years, and that's one line I've never went back or really had a desire to pick up. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't have any either, but like every now and then I get kind of that itch for like the Shawn Michaels or the Scott Hall yeah. or something. Like people that I'm a big fan of, you know, yeah. growing up and knowing that they're like rookie figures are in that line. Yeah. I, I didn't know if that was something I, maybe. I definitely get the itch for the Road Warriors. Uh, yes. There. That's the one I, if I've thought about that a few times and getting the flare again, I wouldn't mind. And maybe one of these days I will, I, you know, I'm a guy too, where if that line, if I saw somebody had a complete set for sale, I would probably swoop, swoop in and buy that. Just have it all done at once. Um, I don't know. Never say never. That's for sure. Hell yeah. I love it, man. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Kyle. I mean, I really, really yeah. appreciate it. This has been an awesome conversation. Like, I, yeah. I don't get a whole lot of opportunity to talk to people about action figures, and I really never get a chance to talk to people who are, you know, are so much more knowledgeable than me about this stuff. Like, I, usually when I'm talking about this stuff, my buddies are like, dude, you're playing with toys. You're in your 30s. And I'm like, oh, it's more than that. But, like, I, 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 I get kind of yeah. how this looks. But to have you on the show has been really refreshing because – I think there's kind of this whole new generation of people that are recollecting like I am and, yep. and um, people like you and, and Cardona and Myers and all these other people I'm seeing on YouTube. I appreciate what y'all are doing because it's uh, it's just one of those things where like I I use this analogy all the time on on the podcast I do where do you are you familiar with the movie Heavyweights from the 90s? Yeah, I remember seeing it as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a there's a scene in that movie where Jerry, who's the the main character of the movie, he's sitting on an airplane heading to Fat Camp, and Keenan Thompson walks up to him and he's like, "Hey, man, you heading to Fat Camp?" And Jerry's like, "Oh no, of course not. Like, what are you talking about?" And Keenan's like, "All right, man. Well, that's where I'm heading. Like, Fat Camp's awesome. Like, at Fat Camp, you're not the fat kid. Everyone's the fat kid." 
And it, and it made him like comfortable. He's like, oh hell yeah, like all right, cool. Like every like this is gonna be cool. Everyone's gonna be like me. And that's how I feel about wrestling. You know, it's like yeah. we're in, we're into this like weird male soap opera where people wrestle in their underwear and stuff. And from the outside looking in, it's very strange, I'm sure. But if you're a fan of it and you're around other fans, it's like yeah. oh wow, we all really really enjoy this stuff. And that's how I feel about uh, figure collecting right now with wrestling is like a lot of people like me, we got out of it. We felt like we got too cool for it or it was weird to be collecting at our ages. And now people like you and others, like y'all are really uh, helping kind of, it's, it's, it's weird. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Cause man, honestly, man, like your collection is, it's just so impressive. Do Do you think that there's any, I mean, you would probably know, are there people out there with collections like more impressive than yours out there? Or do you think you might have like the best out there? I'm sure there's gotta be, you know, it's, it's funny as we all think the internet is everywhere and everybody, you know, knows the internet or whatever, but there's probably somebody out there that doesn't have the internet that doesn't show their collection or anything. That's probably double the size of mine somewhere. I'm sure there is. I mean, there's a lot of good collectors out there that, that have big collections. Um, I don't know if there's anybody that has, the amount of wrestling, Marvel, Star Wars, G.I. Joe, you know, that I have, I don't know. I'm sure there is somebody. There's got to be. But, hey, if you book world records, people want to come by. Hey, I'll let them. Well, there you go. <laughs> hey, hey, you might want to make that call because, I, I mean, I have watched a lot of videos, as I'm sure you have as well, and I have not seen a collection more impressive than yours. I've seen some people that have, like, some pretty cool stuff. Like, yeah. I, work for, I work for Fightful, and the owner of the site, Jimmy Van, like, he is a LJM completionist and has a whole bunch of stuff in his office. Yeah. And obviously, I've seen stuff with, like, Myers and Cardona, their, their setups and stuff, but I've never yeah. seen anything like yours where, I mean... Very, very impressive, sir. I'm, I'm thoroughly impressed. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been a lot of work, and I, I, I want to share it with everybody. And, you know, I, I answer questions online all the time. People ask me stuff, and I'm pretty open. My YouTube, I'm pretty open to, you know, feedback. Anybody has questions or anything, I'm, I'm very responsive. So anytime I can help somebody out with a question or, or anything like that, I've got no issues doing that. That's for sure. Well, that's very nice of you, Kyle. And like like he's mentioned, everyone who's listening right now, make sure to check out Kyle's YouTube page. It's Kyle Peterson. That's P-E-T-E-R-S-O-N. Uh, just so such good stuff. You, I mean, you're putting up multiple videos daily. It seems like so. Yeah, you know, I uh, I get up very early on Sundays and I crank out a ton of unboxing videos before everybody else is up, and that's you know, about the only time I have, you know, like I said, my regular job keeps me pretty busy 12 to 14 hours a day and longer sometimes even. Um, so I, I crank it all out there, but yeah, I, I'm trying to get ready for this new unboxing or this new uh, collection tour. I'm trying to get ready. And I want, I figured, Hey, I better get everything on display and redone for that. So I have all these figures I'm getting behind on unboxing. So I said, it's time to start really cranking these videos out for December. Think of it as a Christmas gift, I guess <laughs> to well, the viewers. I'll I'll definitely be watching. Uh, I highly recommend everybody go over there and subscribe to Kyle's channel so you're updated when he drops new videos. Like I say, like I said, it's it's daily pretty much at this point. Multiple yeah. videos, um, and not just wrestling stuff. I mean, like like Kyle's mentioned, uh, GI Joe, Star Wars, He Man, like everything you can yeah. really be a fan of. I mean, nin- the Ninja Turtles stuff and and everything. I mean, um, so Kyle, is there anything else you'd like to plug or, or like some social media and stuff before we get out of here? Yeah, sure. Yeah. If you guys want to follow me on Twitter, it's at SirPaul64. And then on Instagram is the underscore Kyle underscore Peterson. So you can follow me on there. 
Uh, I always post alerts for my new videos, but then I always do news, uh, new announcements of figures on there I'll post. And then I'll also, you know, I'm out there scrounging for deals all the time. You know, one of my mottos, got to get a deal. Uh, you know, if you can save a dollar, I always say, if you can save a dollar on your figure, you can put that dollar towards another figure. So always get the best deal you can. So when I'm searching for deals and I find stuff, I'll post those deals up for people that follow along so they can get a deal too, hopefully. Oh man, that's great. You're the man, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, I try. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate it, man. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode of Fight Talk. Thank you all very much for listening. And uh, Kyle, thanks again, man. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me on. All right, everyone. Once again, that was Kyle Peterson joining the show. Check out his YouTube. Check him out on social media. The guy is super nice, as you just heard on the show, and his content is incredible. Huge fan of what he does. Uh, so once again, big thank you to Kyle for joining the show, and thank you to the sponsors of this show, starting with WrestleRumble.com. WrestleRumble.com is the place to be for all fantasy picking contests for professional wrestling. Right now, for $1 entries, they are doing a 20 mini belt giveaway. So they're doing a raffle. It's $1 to enter. You can do as many entries as you want to. But for $1, you can win 20 replica mini championship belts. These things are awesome. They're like a foot long. They have a lot of the same material you see on the replica, like the full-size replica titles. And because of their size, they're way easier to display. So if you have a figure collection or you collect anything else, it takes up way less space than the full-size replicas full-size replicas still really cool don't get me wrong but the uh the mini belts are really cool and once again that's at wrestlerumble.com they're going to be doing the live raffle right after wwe nxt's takeover war games this sunday night so the solo monster over on youtube will actually do the raffle live during his review of the show so check that out wrestlerumble.com make sure to stay up to date with all their contests on twitter at wrestlerumble also, shout out to Music City Toys and Collectibles. They are a great place to go for magazines, action figures, DVDs, autographs, anything you think of. Super nice people, and they will give you fair business. I buy a lot of the stuff that me and Kyle were just talking about. Um, my Just Toys Bendems collection, a lot of that has come through Music City Toys and Collectibles. Uh, a lot of the autographed 8x10s and stuff that I have here in my office, Music City Toys and Collectibles. They do live claim sales where they'll go on Facebook They'll show you items, tell you how much they cost. And if you're the first one, uh, you know, in the chat saying you want it, they invoice it to you on PayPal and then they send it to you really quickly. I mean, just really easy to do. They'll even post pictures of items. And in the comments, you can say, hey, I want that. They tell you, uh, they send you the invoice and it's really easy. Super simple, super nice people and awesome, awesome products. And, you know, speaking of collecting, a lot of times as me and Kyle were talking, sometimes the value of these figures is so high and like you'll go on ebay and you'll you'll start talking to other collectors and you'll see the prices on some stuff sometimes that's the reason i don't pull the trigger is the price point and sometimes that'll happen i'll reach out to music City toys and collectibles and sometimes they have the things i'm looking for and he'll they'll sell them to me at a fraction of the price so check them out music city toys and collectibles all social media just great people great prices you will uh you'll definitely enjoy doing business with them and last but never least, shout out to my brother, Brian Jensen. His Instagram is BoxingATL. That's B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. He is a co-owner of Steel Boxing and Athletics, a gym out at the Atlanta, Georgia area. He helps with pro fighters, amateur fighters, whether you're in boxing, mixed martial arts, kickboxing, whatever it is. And also, if you're just looking to lose weight, get in better shape, learn self-defense, 
or even if you have neurological issues like Parkinson's and things along those lines, Brian is certified to help in all of those scenarios. No matter what age you are, what skill level you're at, Brian Jensen will help you reach your goals. The best way to reach him is going to be through Instagram. Give him a follow at BoxingATL, B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. And like all of our sponsors, <coughs> excuse me, like all of our sponsors, if you tell them that I sent you over there, I promise you, you get a really, really good deal. So get a knockout workout without getting knocked out. Hit up Brian Jensen. You can meet him at his gym. He can meet you at your residence. He can meet you at your business. He can meet you at a park. Uh, whatever is easiest for you. If you're not in the Atlanta, Georgia area, he can help you over Zoom calls and Skype and that kind of stuff too. He can help kind of life coach you, help you reach your goals. I can't say it enough. Brian Jensen at Boxing ATL on Instagram. So that's going to do it for this episode. Make sure to subscribe. Make sure to give me a good rating, all that good stuff. I have the Fightful Select Weekender podcast coming out every Sunday for Fightful.com. Got my MMA show right here on the Fight Talk podcast feed every Monday with my friend Moe's. Got the wrestling live chats on YouTube with Jesse Davin every week, and I upload the podcast or the audio right here to this podcast feed. So all that stuff going on. If you want to check out the videos that I edit, check out All Things MMA on YouTube. Just had a video drop the other day, the 10 worst losing streaks in UFC history. I have writ written another script uh, that will become a video soon, and I'm editing another video right now. So a lot of content coming up at All Things MMA on YouTube. Check that out if you're a fan of mixed martial arts. And yeah, everything that I do, I try to keep updated on my Twitter. That's Fight Talk underscore F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. Shoot me a follow and stay up to date with everything we do. Really appreciate y'all listening today and I will be back soon.